prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello everyone and welcome back to Behind the Red Light, your favorite explicit but cleanest sex show over the interwebs place sure we'll go with that something or another hopefully yeah we're going with that the cleanest sex show uh on the air yes not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but uh yeah this is what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. and if you've been with us for a while we thank you for sticking around we gratefully appreciate you and if you're new here please check out our previous episodes we don't want you jumping into something blindly yes my name is larry i am your button pusher for the day and our resident expert customer We'll go with it. Something or another. We'll go with it. Because if you found out in the previous episodes, I didn't like where we were going with that because it's like, uh, now we have to get him a trench coat. Jim, everybody. Jim's here. Yes, I am. I am here. I am here. I'm right. Re- you know, by the time this airs, because, you know, editing and post-production and, and all that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I-, I will be uh, perhaps creating new stories. Oh, well, there you go. And... Uh, Actually, you know what? We haven't heard a modern story. You, you, we've heard modern stories, mm. you know, in the last, you know, like five years, mm-hmm, possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we have not heard one of 2023. Well, and, certainly not, no. And you could regale us with a tale from 2023 by letting the audience know where you're going to be. Well, I could, but I, I'm not going to give them all the details. No, of course I don't need people showing up, you know, I'm trying to, you know. But speaking about showing up and where you're going to be, that's when we do the P's and Q's. It's definitely. People know that we do not want to get arrested. That's right. So as a result, we're letting you know we do not work for. No. We do not promote for. No. We are not uh, uh, hired by. At all. We do not try to convince you or push you towards. Clearly not. No, at all. We have nothing to do with the brothel system whatsoever in Nevada. We are simply here as a historical account to inform and hopefully entertain. Yes, hopefully. Yes. And it would be kind of weird for a brothel to go, let's call some random guy in, 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 in the East Coast and have him promote us for no apparent reason <laughs> at all. Yeah, well, you know, I have been known to shill every once in a while, but not... Uh, oh, yeah. I can shill too, but only if the money's right. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the situation is, is good. But the situation uh, we find ourselves in right now is we are wrapping up our 21st episode. Yes, we have so the fourth part of our omnibus, if you will, the, on the chicken ranch. Our collection of the chicken ranch. Now, if you, uh, if you have been with us, which is why I gratefully encourage you if this is the first show that you are listening to to go back and listen to the other ones yeah you might want to at least listen to the, the previous three yeah, before the, this pre- the previous three we have gone from uh texas to nevada mm-hmm. the multiple owners mm-hmm. the uh, 
effect of what happens when a brothel and a sheriff work hand in hand. Absolutely. Uh, the effect of a community when a brothel decides to leave. Mm-hmm. The effect of what it uh, of a brothel going in place as far as uh, the, the the city limits go of the populace of a town to Las Vegas. And just as you left us last week, we pulled up to the front gate of the chicken. Of what the chicken ranch looks like today. Of what the chicken ranch looks like today. We hit the buzzer and we're about to be let in. Yes. Now, as you're sitting there at the front of the brothel. No, this is, what did we decide to call this last week? The, uh, Audio. Oh, the the audio tour. The audio tour. Yes. Yes. The audio tour of. So, if you were standing in the in at the edge of the parking lot, there, hand on the buzzer at the gate around the chicken ranch property, uh, what you're going to see when you look straight forward is you're going to see the porch, uh, and of course the door going into what is actually the um, the parlor of the house. This is a. It 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 might not seem like a weird question, but. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. What kind of door is it? Cause is it a solid wood door? Is it one of those metal doors? No, it has it has like glass in it. I mean, they can look through it and see who you are and that kind of thing. Okay, so it's not like an American Legion door or no. a VFW door. No, it's it's a very um, it's a very inviting environment. Mm-hmm. And it's people... not. Let, let, let's let's classify something. This is clarify. Yeah, clarify. This is this is one of those things that people probably get an inaccurate view of what it looks like to go into a brothel. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Because um, this is legal. It's legal. It's completely okay for you to be there. It's completely okay that they are there. So when you're coming down Homestead Road, which is the road that the chicken ranch sits on, you're actually going to see a big sign that has neon on it and everything that shows shows a cracked open egg and a lady's legs coming out of the egg and, you know, kicking is the, the motion on the neon sign of the... You know, so you you see this from the road. It's not trying to hide what it is. It's not trying to hide that it's there. Is there an arrow pointing down? I believe that there actually is an arrow, if I recall correctly. Because if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely telling you, hey, look, there's there's sex here. You know, it's it's not trying to shy away from what it is at all. Uh, When you pull into the parking lot and you park. Uh, the reason for the gate is, of course, security reasons. Right. You know, they don't want just anybody walking in. And, of course, having that gate there allows them the opportunity to assess the situation before they hit that buzzer to disconnect that magnetic lock on the gate to allow you in. Hmm. You know, so if someone shows up and they're clearly blotto or something stupid like that, you know, they have that option of thinking, yeah, you know what? How about you sober up and come back when you're not, uh, you know. Something like that, or or if they think that you're dangerous, or you know if they have reason to believe that you are some kind of ne'er do well, they're able to weed you out right from the start and not hit the buzzer. Well, there there are a couple of things that I want to uh, I want to bring up. One that sounds like this place is a lot more inviting than most of the most of the social clubs that we go to because you 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 you've been to a social club. Sure, I know you've been to sure. a social club. They have the, the they have the buzzer and then the big metal door, and you've got to press the buzzer. To get let in, and you have to move this cast iron door, mm-hmm. which is like essentially bulletproof. You go through there, then you sit in a lobby or kind of like a causeway. You have to buzz in again so the bartender or the hostess or host can visually see you yeah. to see who you are. And they either like buzz you in, or you have to take your little card and wave it on the thing mm-hmm. so you can gain access so you can buy your. 
what is a dollar fifty beer or, or whatever it happens or to whatever be. Whatever it is. So it sounds like this place is a lot more inviting than a oh, without a doubt social club. Without a doubt, and some of the brothels in the state have removed the buzzer. Oh, there are some places that don't have the the gate and the buzzer. Sherry's does not. Um, Sherry's you can walk into the 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 bar freely without without buzzing in or anything of the sort. Now, the, so the 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 second thing that I wanted to bring up is a, a gentleman shows up and mm-hmm. they're not in the right mind. They're they they've had a few too many, something along those lines. You know that the experience for the girls is not going to be the best. Now, which now where along the lines? I I know where this question is going. Where along the lines do they say no? You're not coming in. I would imagine that depends greatly on the house and the individual. Believe it or not, that's not where. I oh, was it wasn't gonna... where you were going. Okay, but, you know, since you, you you brought it up, you know, it's not off limits. Go uh, ahead. I I I would I, I I've never seen somebody denied entrance. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure where the line is drawn, but I have to also admit that I've never seen anybody roll in there that like couldn't walk on their own. Or, you know what I mean? That was so drunk or whatever from me, that, that you could clearly tell that they were intoxicated. That's not to say they may not have had a few drinks. They may very well have, mm-hmm. but they certainly were still in control of their own faculties. Okay. So I, I would suggest that if someone shows up there and they're not in control of their own faculties or whatever, they're going to be denied entrance. Or if it's a group and one of them is literally in trouble, they might say, hey, listen, man, you know, you can't you can't bring your buddy in here like that. You, you got it. Why don't you guys you know, get some coffee somewhere and come back in a couple of hours when he's able to. You know, stand. Well, what they're <laughs> what they're also effectively doing, and it might be a residual from what they're doing, is they're preventing somebody who's completely out of their mind on whatever from making a bad decision or a bad choice. Absolutely. Well, it, there's that, and there's also the reality that the place has a bar, so they've got liquor license and the laws associated with that to to deal with as well. Yeah. So yeah, not letting your 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 drunk wasted ass into a brothel. Just saved you a headache and saved everybody else a headache. Right. And, uh, yeah, so be grateful if you weren't allowed it. Yeah, yeah, certainly, without a doubt. Now, you were going to ask a question. What was it then? Uh, that that was the what, – what, what, I forgot what question. I, I think we were talking about gaining access. Yes, gaining into, access. And, yeah. and I assumed that that was your question was, you know, how far did you have to go to, 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 to get denied access? No, my question was more along the lines of how much of a safety precaution it is to not let the individual in for the individual and everybody else. Um, I would say that it's it's very reasonable because, again, you have uh, you've got several licenses involved, depending on the establishment. It could be as many as three or four. Uh, like Sherry's, for instance, you've got a license regarding the bar. You have the liquor license. Mm-hmm. Then you've got – they are also a functioning restaurant, so there's the laws regarding that. Then you've got the brothel itself, which there's the laws regarding that. And then they have a hotel there, so you, there's also innkeeper laws regarding that. So no matter how you look at it, they've got multiple licenses and things that they've got to maintain or whatever. And all of them, in in their own respect, have rules regarding – people that are altered or are a problem or whatever and what you are allowed to do in terms of removal, what you aren't allowed to do. Yeah. So all of that is involved in the case of the chicken ranch, you have the bar and the brothel, just the two, but still all of that is in there. So I would say that it's extremely important that, that they're paying attention to that because it could greatly affect whether or not they're able to keep their licenses if they screw up too bad. 
you know, or certainly fines and everything. If you you bring somebody in and then they serve them alcohol on top of that and they're already, you know, three sheets to the wind, that's certainly illegal. Well, you, know, you can't do that. And, and you brought up a very, very interesting point about a, a, a group of, uh, of guys going into, uh, into there. Now, let's say it's, it's somebody's 21st birthday, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, it's their 21st birthday. Yeah, it happens. They're with a few guys. Of course, the... I don't know why we still participate in this um, this ridiculousness, f- this feat of oh you're 21, let's see how much booze we can pour down your throat before you pass out and you right. you make an ass of yourself. Right. Um, I'm sure you've seen. Uh, did you uh, privy to seeing something like that? Hear stories like that where you they're know, like, hey, let's get this 21 um, drunken laid. No, you know, honestly, I've never seen that. I've wow. never seen a group come into the bar. With the intent of causing one of the members, because they're 21, to become intoxicated. And I think that largely has to do with the fact that the drinking is not the primary focus of the building. No. And so because of that, I I think that's why you don't see it. It's it, When I have seen 21-year-olds in there, it's with the express purpose of, you're 21, you're still a virgin, we can't have this, let's get you laid. And that's usually come the, in with the mom or dad? No, not necessarily with parents, though it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. It has. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of times with friends or whatever, again, a group of guys. Or it could be as much as I would not participate in this with my friends. But if, you know, one of the guys is getting married, we're going to take him out for our last hurrah. Bachelor I, party. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, first of all, if you're a, if you're a single man and you're listening to this, and you're within the sound of our voices and you're about to get married and somebody suggests this, do not go f- through with this, please. No, it's so- stupid. Sooner or later, your wife is going to find out and then you're going to be in divorce court. Don't do something stupid. Yeah. You know. Um, You've made a commitment. Stick to your commitment. Yeah. Just, it's, or it's, if you, you know, don't want to follow through with your commitment, get out of your commitment. Yeah. Because it's just going to cause problems down the road. And, and otherwise, gain permission first. It's just It just makes a lot more sense. There are plenty of women that I've heard of that are okay with it actually so you know i I, here again i don't uh i don't question anybody's uh whatever you want to do it's on you whatever your fetish is whatever your proclivity is i have nothing against it however you guys want to live between man and woman however they want to do that i don't care about that either i just care that everything's out in the open personally that's that's just the way i yeah because you're not going there to cause any more problems you're going there to I ha- have a good have a time. good time. Yeah, absolutely. From what I understand. So but- there, they, so there. Yeah, just just a little bit of advice from me. But nevertheless, it happens. There are plenty of of bachelor parties that go in there, and the idea is to get the groom one last ride, so to speak, before he gets married. Um, I've seen that any number of times. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, holidays, holidays can be a very popular time at a brothel. Believe it or not. Oh, uh, no, I, I. I more believe it than anything else because holidays are a very stressful time especially if you're alone there that you just you hit the nail on that they're a very lonely time yes and so there are a lot of guys that can end up there you know on a christmas or or you know whatever because they've got nowhere else to go now it was not the case for my friends and i when we ended up at some houses over easter one year we had plenty of places to go but we just happened to end up at some of the houses that was fun but, you know, again, there are people that showed up there that had nowhere else to go. And we and we knew that, you know. So, it, 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 it again, you, you just never know who's going to show up or why. Um, 
Okay. But we're kind of getting off yeah, track Yeah, we're getting here. off track, but you, you said something I don't think we really talked about in previous shows. So yeah. I kind of wanted to highlight there, and we'll talk about it uh, a little bit more down the way. Sure. But we went through the door of the yes. chicken ranch. So we now, opened it up. We're buzzed in. We're looking around. What yes. do we see? So now we're buzzed in. Now, well, there's two options here when you get up on the porch. The first is you can head to the right, and you could enter into the Leghorn Bar. Now, if you go into the Leghorn Bar, the concept is you're going in there to get, you know, wet your whistle meet the girls in a more uh, natural way casual casual yes yeah, so, so to speak perhaps play a game of pool perhaps put some music on the jukebox uh do something to kind of get yourself ready for what's about to happen a lot of guys especially if it's their first time are very nervous mm -hmm. So this is a way for them to relax and get acclimated to the situation. Well, in previous conversations, uh, you, you have said that just going to the bar is enough of an experience for some people. And so, like, for some, sit yeah. There, you have your drink, you wave at everybody, you take the tour, you drop your twenty in a tip, and you leave. Yeah, and and that can happen at, at any of the brothels, really. Although I think I have to be honest, I think Sherry's is more. Um, I think it's Sherry's is more suited for that type of person interaction because of the sports bar. Yeah. Okay. The, Le the Leghorn bar is, is not an operating bar in the sense that it is not just open where people go in there and order food and drink and that sort of thing. That's, that's not what the Leghorn bar is for. The Leghorn bar is definitely a brothel bar that's designed with the idea of, you know, I just got here. I just drove an hour. I might need to use the restroom. I I'm a little nervous. I want to get a drink. We're going to ease sure. you into the situation. Yes, that you need that you need a, a much more relaxed entry into what's about to happen, as opposed to the alternate way, which is going into the parlor. Now, when you get in the parlor, what's going to happen is the, the the shift manager, the madam, whoever it is, is going to sit you down on a couch that is actually um, facing the front of the building. So you'll walk in and you'll see the couch sitting there. She will take you and sit you on the couch. The girls will come in and line up in front of you, and they open a curtain behind the girls that is a mirror, so you can actually see the uh, hindquarters, if you will, of the ladies. The rear entry. Absolutely. Sure, we'll go with that. Yes. And uh, the girls will take their time. This is what's known as a lineup. The girls will take their each get a turn to walk up to you, introduce themselves, and step back in line. Uh, they don't touch you. They don't shake your hand. They don't do anything like that. Uh, they don't take any advantages, so to speak, it's over another shopping. girl. Yeah, it is simply they walk up, introduce themselves, step back in line, at which point when they're finished, the madam will, <coughs> will ask you who you wish to speak to, and you will pick her out, and, you, and she will take you back to her room for negotiations. Um, now, you have told us in previous shows you do not – care for this method at all i personally do not it, it is not it's especially not a good thing for a first timer either well it, it depends on what you're there for if you are simply there for a quick hold of poke and you're looking for you know half hour to an hour quick encounter in and out the door it's just to say you did it whatever then i'm sh i'm sure this will be just fine for you you know maybe you know you're just interested in the way she looks mm -hmm. you don't care if she can speak does speak whatever that's not your interest you know, you've come out there because you want a blonde with big boobs and that's what you're looking for. You know, and, and there done are and done. there are any number of guys that that's it. So they're going to find that girl in that lineup that fits that thing. They're picking her. They're negotiating with her. They're having sex with her. They bounce. So the you express know? lane. Absolutely. If you're looking for something that's anything more than that, I don't necessarily recommend the lineup because you've never at that point had any conversation with this girl. Mm -hmm. The bar, I believe, works better for that. But again, as I've stated in a previous episode recently, you have to use your time wisely. These girls can't sit and just talk to you for hours on end most of the time. Yes. So you need to be able to 
uh, maximize the time you have with her, ask the right questions that gets you what you need to know so that you're able to have the encounter that you want to have. Um, take advantage of the tour, you know, so that you can talk to her a little longer on the tour. Be sure to tip the girl for giving you that tour. Don't be an idiot. You know, all of these types of things that you should do. By all means, if you haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen to it. It'll give you all that good insider information that you need to make a good decision. <clears throat> I believe we also featured the Chicken Ranch menu on our show, too. We have so featured you... the Chicken Ranch menu, so you could even go back and listen to that. That was a two-parter, if yeah, I recall correctly. Yeah, it was a two-parter. And, uh, we you... featured the Chicken Ranch a lot on this show. We do, which is one of the reasons I wanted to go with them first as a deep dive, but also because, um, again, as I've stated in the earlier episodes, their history is so storied. It is. Throughout it's American fantastic. history, it was it was certainly worth, you know, I think... It makes a lot of sense to pick them as the as the one to, to go well, for first. I felt the same way, um, but then you know again, the, the amenities at the Chicken Ranch uh, they do have um, bungalows for something a little bit more. Instead, you, you, if you don't want to be in the girls' room, if you want something a little fancier, their bungalows work a little bit different than the way Sherry's do. Sherry's has the same type of thing next door, but at the Chicken Ranch, the way it functions is it's multiple bedrooms and private suites, if you will that are tied to a centralized living room type situation. Uh, and so that you can have a party in that environment where you, once you're ready to be with your girl, you can go back into the individual suite. But let's say you got a group of guys. Uh, they all want a girl. They could, you could easily, let's say, let's say you were in a world where you were not married, Larry. Let's say, let's say this for just for the hypothetical situation, right? You and I and a couple of our buddies go out there we each pick out a girl. We well, go, you three pick out a girl. I was just like, I'm just here for the ride, everybody. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna... just for the sake of argument. We're not. This is fantasy. Okay, you world. know what? Let's let, let let's do this fairly because okay. uh, you know we we do our best to leave me out of this. Uh, Usually, yes, this yes, situation. absolutely. So you and surrogate Larry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's go with surrogate Larry. Larry. Yes, because he he has and will go. Yes. Okay. So so surrogate Larry and I go out there along with another mutual friend. And we decide we're going to, you know, we're each going to get a girl, and we're going to part, you know, whoop it up in the, you know, for the evening. They could put us into the bungalows. That way, we can sit out there and we can drink and laugh and joke around and have fun together, mm -hmm. us and the girls we've picked. And then slowly but surely, we can peel off to our rooms and do our private things in private. And you know, that's how that can function there. And then you can come back out and talk about absolutely blah, before, blah, 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 before blah. we all head home and, you know, go our separate ways. So that, that's how that can function there. They do have a pool there. They do have an outdoor pool uh, at the chicken ranch. Um, and I've been there when they've had parties where the pool is open and you can jump in the pool and have a good time and swim with the girls. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's an enjoyable experience, but no other experiences in the pool. No, 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 certainly not. Okay. Well, you don't, uh, that type of thing is frowned upon because it's not easy to drain the water and clean. No, it's not. In, in a situation like that, and you would have to be in order to to meet with state regulations and so forth. Uh, and that's why the hot tub is the same way. You can't you can't just go into the hot tub and you know to do that because it's not easy. Again, it's not easy to drain and fill it unless you're at the Mustang Ranch, in which they're set up for that sort of thing. That's an, another story for another time. But no, this is this is very important to what we're discussing because you need to find out the different varieties mm -hmm. and what different places have to offer so what make uh, other than the historical value mm -hmm. what makes the chicken ranch stand out to you versus everybody else 
I have always had a very relaxed time at the chicken ranch. I find that I find that it's less of a corporate environment than a than say Sherry's is. Okay. Um where that matters is in the little things. Um well the little things are important I, when it comes to I mean, you're paying I don't know how much you 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 you, you pay to one of these places, but you're paying X amount of dollars for an experience. Right. You you would think that you'd want to get your money's worth. Yeah, and and there's also the aspect of it that, you know, like I've been at Sherry's where sometimes there's competing rules, because one owner says this and another owner says this, and no one's really sure what to do about it, and and, and then there's problems and it's nonsense and it's this and that, and th- that happens occasionally. It depends on you know where they're at business wise at any given time. Right. Sometimes I've been there and it fires on all cylinders. It just depends, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that largely depends on who's management at the time. Uh, I've said it before, and again, this is no reflection on Sherry's current management at all. But um, when Lorraine Harper ran the place, it was it was a well-oiled machine at all times. I never saw the place in any way, in any way, shape, form, or fashion where it wasn't running at optimum levels when she was in charge. There but she was that good at what she did. That and that's where it, it's not necessarily a reflection on current management, in so much as it's a reflection on how damn good at the job she was. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie was similar in that respect at the chicken ranch, but the difference was there were a lot of people that learned from Debbie over the years, and so when she passed, um, I mean, she continued to work through her cancer and everything else. When she passed, there were people that had learned from her. And knew how to make sure nothing fell apart. And there were people that were um, convinced that they were going to do what was necessary to make sure it didn't fall apart because of how much they cared about the the house that she had built, so to speak. You so know? they wanted to carry her vision forward. Uh, yeah, in a lot of ways. And make sure that nothing was hurt or nothing was harmed or that, you know, and it was, um, you know, I remember hearing from, um, I remember hearing from the, the, the current management and shift managers uh, the visit that I made after Debbie had passed, you know, they said it was it was a real rough transition. I mean, it was there were a lot of tears. There were a lot, you know, she had been she had been in charge for so long, and there had been. They're telling so you many, all about it right know, now. There are so many girls that had come and gone, and everything. Else. There were so many lives that Debbie had impacted mm-hmm. that it, you know, it was a, a real moment of of panic in a manner of speaking and that, okay, can, you know, what do we do now? How do we do, you know, how do we move forward effectively in the wake of what's taken place here? You know, and, and they've done so very, very effectively, very effectively, especially knowing that there was also a series of things that they knew needed changed that because Debbie had been around for so long that these old ways weren't necessarily what was going to carry us forward. Again, no reflection on Debbie, more a reflection on the time that she came from. Well, then, then you know, so it, it ultimately this offered the opportunity for them to make the changes that were necessary to move them forward. So you're talking about evolving the business. Absolutely. And they needed to evolve their their business, their business plan, their business model to accommodate for the modern era. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think they've done that very effectively. Um, which is one of the things I like about the place. They they had a lot of there was a lot of thinking that went on as that as Debbie passed and that ownership changed. What do we want to keep? What do we want to move forward? You know, how do we wish to move forward? Especially knowing that at the time they were competing against Sherry's right next door and Dennis Hoff right down the road. 
you know, and now, oh, no, no, of course, at this point, we know Dennis has passed. That brothel has closed. As we've discussed in a previous episode, it's currently for sale, but and has been for some time. But, you know, and you never know when it might get purchased and reopened mm-hmm. by, and by who. And what's that vision going to be from that owner? So you know, they have to be. I think any brothel owner right now would have to be very, very mindful of how they're running their house relative to everybody else and how they're running theirs and trying to make the best experience, not only for the customer, but for the girls that work for you. Because that's that, that matters. You know, if the girls feel more comfortable one place over another, that's well, where they're going to work. Well, that's that's also very, very important. It's like if one mm-hmm. girl feels more comfortable over here than, than, than over here, then, yeah, they're naturally going to gravitate to where they feel more open, more free, more relaxed. And there are tons of stories over the years of girls that – for whatever reason, aren't a fit at one house or another, and you know? And and sometimes it's the girl's fault. Sometimes it's management's fault. Sometimes it's just personalities. Uh, you know, it just is what it is. Oh, no, and that's that's completely fair for what yeah. you said. I mean, could you see Paul McCartney in the Rolling Stones? No, certainly not. It's same, And then you're talking the same type of thing there. It's yeah. just certain houses just are going to function better for certain girls. Yeah. And, you know, those girls then will move to another house and say, my goodness, it's so much of a better experience here than it was there. You know, and again, it's again, it's individual choice. Yeah. And again, it's not a reflection on the individual houses, per se, or anybody, oh. per se. It's just a matter of how those all of those combustible elements, if you will, how they all merge together and whether or not they can coexist in a situation where. These women aren't leaving. You know, they're on lockdown. <laughs> they're on lockdown. So you got to be able to live with each other, right. literally. And sometimes that relationship doesn't work, and sometimes it does. Oh, and I've I've been in plenty of scenarios and situations where I have had to work with and live with other people that I could not tolerate or stand. Yes, or get I would, away from. Yeah, it's funny. Funny you say that. I would imagine it's very similar to your experience in the military in that respect. It is in that in that you can't just leave work and they're not there. You're they're there. They're there until you go on leave. They're there. Yeah. They're there until either you leave or they leave. Yeah, and it makes it even harder when you're not even in the country and you are stuck in one place and you are forced to stare at this person. Whether you like them or not, day in or day out. Now, I've I've also been in scenarios, and I'm sure you have, where you've been in close proximity of a person for so long, and it doesn't matter if you were like best of friends. You need a break. You need a break. Yep. Because they're going to start you. You start grading on each other. Well, eventually, that happens. I think with anybody. It does. You know, it's just it's just a, I think it's just human nature, really. So, yeah, and, and I think in those respects. But, you know, I've found one of the things I found about the chicken ranch over the years that I, I think is you know comparative with Sherry's. Um, and this is just my personal findings. I find that the price is a little bit more affordable at a chicken ranch than it is at Sherry's. Now, not to, not to say I haven't paid the same price at both places. That's not to say that. But I just find that what you get maybe for the money mm. or, you know, for whatever reason, it ends up being something where I decide to make the deal at the chicken ranch versus making it at Sherry's. Well, then there you for go. For whatever reason. So there's a there at the very least is the how do we put this? The sense that it's a better value in some way, even if the numbers are identical. Maybe it's because the girl's offering more time. Maybe it's because, you know, there could be any, maybe it's because the girl says, well, you know, for this, I'll, you know, there's, there's this hot tub. We can spend some time getting to know each other in there before, you know, where the, the girl Sherry's isn't offering that, 
there could be any number of reasons, but there, the just one seems better over the other. And usually it seems to me that the at least in the recent years that I've been there, the chicken ranch has been a bit more accommodating. Hey, sometimes you want to listen to uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Sometimes you want to listen to Led Zeppelin. Absolutely. And you have your option there. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, uh, I, I choose to associate with music because people know music and people understand music. They I, do. I mean, you can't listen. Uh, and it, This is the same thing that, that you're, you're, you're discussing. It's like, yeah, it's great to listen to this band all the time, but maybe you want a little bit of variety. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not your favorite band anymore. Maybe you're you're turned on to or by something else. Well, certainly my taste in music has evolved over the years. Yes, you know, and I and I, I guess you could also say my taste in sexual encounters has as well. So that, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good analogy with there's, the music. Well, there's know. always growth, uh, yep. and and me as long as it's it's loud and, and thumping, then we're good. But uh, if you want to get loud and thumpy with us, but in an incognito way... There's a way to do it. I'm telling you, my transitions are getting a hell of a lot better mm. uh, since we started doing this. But <laughs> if you want to go ahead and get a hold of us and you want it to be kind of like indiscreet, you don't really want people to know your business, you don't want uh, people to know that you're listening to the program and you have a, a, a burning desire to ask us a question because it is something that you are considering doing, but you want to make the right decision. You want to do it properly. You can get a hold of us at behind the red light, seven zero two at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Ask us a question. We'll go ahead. We'll read it on air. We'll do our best to keep you as discreet as possible, leave you out of it. But there's a good chance that the question that you ask might be something that somebody else is asking. Absolutely. But then there might be the possibility that you want to reach out, that you want to be known, that you want to be part of a community. And if so, you can do that by joining us on Facebook. Look up behind the red light. You'll see our logo there. Just stealing my thunder. I, I certainly did. You just ripped that one right out of my hand. Right out of there. Right. And I wasn't even even finished with my pitch. Oh, yes, you were. Don't lie. You were. Oh, yes, you were. No, we had to address all those idiots and assholes that want to get a hold of us and tell us that we're moral uh, deviants. Oh, we can do that later. We can do that after I finish this. Okay, let's do that. You go to the Book of Faces. You find us there behind the red light. Go ahead and add us. Ask whatever you want. Join the community. We'd love to have you there. Now, if if you are going to be, as Larry said, a moral deviant or or, 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 uh, a protester of, of moral... Deviants. Uh, deviant. I don't yes. know where to put it. It's, yeah, if if you're these an imbe- are weirdos who like get a hold of people just to bug them. If you're a Bible thumper, if you're an idiot, if you're I don't one of these people, Bible well, yeah, that's probably a bad way to put it. But if you're one of these individuals that wants to take issue with the fact that we're promoting brothels, so to speak, and we're not promoting brothels. Well, no, we're, we're not really. We're them. just talking about it. But if you're one of these people that want to take issue with it, and you choose to do so, just know we're going to out the shit out of you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you also have to understand that I'm a crazy person. Uh, well, there's and- that. I find that what uh, you telling me that uh, what I'm doing wrong is validity for what I'm doing. Right. And what the hell are you listening to us in the first place, you moral, moral, yeah. broken, encompassed bastard? Yeah, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm convinced that they'll, they'll take issue with it, but they're listening to it and they're, they're, they're secretly enjoying it in a way that they probably shouldn't. Oh, I think they're taking notes and... and, and yeah, they're probably getting moist and, during and, the whole the whole process. And, and, and they're going to go and they're going to go visit a brothel system. And yes, gonna, like, yes. Hurt. But um, that's where we are right now. Coming back, uh, looking at the... Because of how we produce these shows this year uh, going into the future, we have a whole lot of 
other things that we'd like to have planned for this yeah, year. Yeah, we, we sure do. There are lots of things. Uh, you know, if you've got ideas on what you want our next omnibus to be about, yeah. what our next deep dive to be about, you know, by all means, reach out at that address, that email address and let us know. If you, uh, you know, if you've got questions, by all means, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, those of you that are listening, it's been the numbers have been gradually increasing as we've been making more shows. We just want to thank you so much. Very much. Thank to, you to so all much. Of our, uh, all of our listeners, uh, you have literally millions of different options out there to be entertained by and listened to these days. And yet you picked us. And we are so incredibly grateful for that. Thank you so much for continuing to allow Behind the Red Light into your homes. Yeah, and we, 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 we thank you so much for giving us anywhere between 26 minutes to 37 minutes of your time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our, our deep dive on the chicken ranch. Yes. That's, uh, this is one of the bigger shows, and, and we don't know when we're going to do an omnibus yet. I have a funny feeling it might have to be um, further down the line. Perhaps episode 50. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking episode 50 might be a good time for our next omnibus. It might be. You know, we, we were going to do one for 20, but we we're like, you know what? 21. Yeah. It's got a number. Just to be different. Just, yeah. Not just to be different, but the world opens up when you're 21. Yeah. And I'm, then I'm, closes when you're 22. Oh, well, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and then on that note, <laughs> on that note, we'd like to wish you a happy new year. Yes. Uh, we'll be well into the new year by the time this thing comes up. But nevertheless, wish you a happy new year. Glad to have you with us. We hope you'll stick around. And uh, I guess for Larry, this is Jim. And uh, we will we will see you next time. Yep. Uh, Jim, Larry, Larry, Jim. Goodbye, everybody. Of course, I have to get the last word. I'm an asshole. Mm. Bye-bye.